welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. Today, our guest will be Carla M. Cherry. And believe me, you don't want to miss this. Carla M. Cherry is a native of the Bronx, New York, a graduate of Spelman College, New York University, and Lehman College, and has been teaching in the New York public schools since 1996. Her poetry has appeared in various publications, including Enderbow, No Review, Decision Voice, Random Sample Review, Firefly Magazine, Pickaroon Poetry, Streetlight Press, Memory House, Bop Dead City, Aerial Chart, Anti-Heroin Chick, The Racket, and a forthcoming issue of Raising Mothers. She has published four books of poetry through Wasteland Press, Nat Feathers and Butterfly Wings in 2008, $30 and a Bowl of Soup in 2017, Honeysuckle Me in 2017, and These Pearls Are Real in 2018. Her fifth and latest book, Stardust and Skin, published in 2020, was published by R.I. Publishing. She is an MFA candidate in creative writing at the City College of New York. Well, welcome, Carla, to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. We're really happy to have you here today. Well, it's great to be here. Thank you. Now, I met Carla not too long ago, uh, uh, reading with Carla and Maxim McCann, who I've done a podcast with before. And I was so impressed with your poetry that I thought, you know, man, I would really like to have you come on the podcast and tell us about yourself and your poetry. So I'm really glad to have you here. Now, uh, congratulations are in order for your recent publication for your new book. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So um, my book, Stardust and Skin, it was inspired by a project that I was in called More Than Just. And the More Than Just project was um, created by the poet Peggy Robles Alvarado to have women come together to talk about um, a body part that they were really struggling with. And she led us through some healing exercises. And one of the things that we were supposed to do is write a poem and then participate in a photo shoot. And so we just had the virtual exhibit on Friday. So um, that's what inspired this latest book, Stardust and Skin. It talked about that journey of me confronting this insecurity with a body part and how I went about healing. Oh, wow. You know, that's something that probably wouldn't hurt any of us to try to do. Um, I think that, that sounds really interesting. I may have to give myself that project to work on. <laughs> I don't know which part I'd start with first, but that does sound very interesting to me. So how long did it take you to write your book? I would say it took me about two months two to months. do the initial writing. And then, uh, of course, the revision. But, yeah, it took me about two months. Mm-hmm. Is that about the normal process for you when you're writing a book? Or does it take normally longer than that? Or Yes, it usually takes longer. This book is, is a shorter. There were 22 poems in it. 
So mm-hmm. that's why it didn't take me as long, but usually it takes me at least a year to write a book of poetry. Right. Yeah, I can certainly relate to that. My my book of poetry is a culmination of a lot of years that you know, I just pulled some things from those years and put it in there. And yeah, <laughs> it does take a little while to, to normally you know accomplish a book of poetry, but yes. Um can you tell me a little bit about your writing process? How how did you come about to to write your poetry? Do you have a certain formula that you use, certain process? Uh, not a formula, but um, usually I get inspired by um, something that happens in the news. Um, I can also be inspired by um, by nature, uh, my family. Um, I'm in graduate school. I'm studying for my MFA in creative writing at City College. Sometimes mm-hmm. poems come out of my classes for that. And so, um, you know, the inspiration comes from a number of places. And in terms of process, sometimes it just starts with one word. And I'll build a poem around that. Or it right. could be around a particular experience. And so the poem is built around the story. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on what it is. I don't really have a writing routine. Um, I tend to write most in the mornings or late at night. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I just write when I find the time, but I don't have a particular set um, time of day that I write. And I don't write poetry every day, but I try to write something at least once a week. Right. Yeah, that's uh, mine comes and goes depending on mm-hmm. life or just something that'll strike me. Mm-hmm. I get like about three or four in the morning, wake up with an idea for a poem and hope I can mm-hmm. remember it enough to get it written down, <laughs> at least the idea. Uh, does yeah, that ever happen to absolutely. you? Yeah, so um, I do carry a notebook with me so mm-hmm. that um, if I'm struck by an idea, I can write it down. Um, sometimes I'll use the, um, the notes uh, app on my phone and I'll write things down as they come to me. Because sometimes I'll, I'll get a really great idea. If I don't write it down, I'll forget. Mm-hmm. So um, I do try to keep a notebook. And I also keep a journal. And sometimes I'll write about um, ideas of poems in that journal. Right. Good idea. Now, you teach. Um, what is it that you teach? I teach high school English. Oh, wow. Now, do your students also do a lot of poetry writing or... Um, there are a few who do write poetry on their own, but a lot of them don't, and they tell me that they don't like writing poetry, mm-hmm. and so I just try to find different ways to make it fun so they'll at least try it. Absolutely. I commend you for teaching, and um, you know, I, I don't think it's an easy profession, and so I commend you for that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, with, with the pandemic, have you had to do more virtual stuff? Yes, I am teaching virtually. It is very challenging because a lot of students aren't really engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that some have had, um, you know, tragedies happen in their family. Um, some of our, our students are working. And so it's really hard for them to find the time to engage in virtual school. And I think there are other students who... Um, are experiencing some real mental health challenges. 
mm-hmm. from you know having to be isolated, not being able to see their friends the way they usually do. So right. it's really challenging right now. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Now, when I was in school, I probably would have liked being able to stay at home, but I've always was kind of an introvert. So now, do you have some poetry that you'd like to share with us today? Because I certainly would love to hear your words. Yes, I have a few pieces I can share. Wonderful. Okay, so this poem um, is from my book, Stardust and Skin, and it's called Sap. Thwap. Here I have pulled and snapped my bra strap one too many times. The invisible dams I built in my eyes threatened to burst. No one was coming to rescue me from the lunchroom, then three more hours of sitting at a desk in front of Kia, so I had to save myself. I can't breathe, I gasped at one of the school aides. She took me to the office. I huffed cried and sniffled as I begged my mother to pick me up. You're getting germs all over my phone, the secretary snapped, handing me a tissue and alcohol to wipe down the receiver. Mother couldn't leave her desk. She called Aunt Laverne, who sent Aunt Marguerite's home health aide to pick me up. And even as my heart and breath stopped racing, I mimicked hyperventilation until I was sitting on Aunt Vern's pink sofa, wishing I was one of those girls who had a big sister, a head taller than Kia, who was a head taller than me, the second tallest girl in her fourth grade class. She would put her hands on her hips, swing her right finger in Kia's face, and press it against her forehead. You better leave my sister alone. So Kia could sit at our white lunchroom table with tears clogging her throat. If only I had a big sister to hug me and lift my chin, You better not let nobody hold your self-esteem hostage. So I wouldn't have to to wait on Kia's torso to allow with her arms and legs for her mother to let her hair out of her braids and frame her pretty face, smile a hello at me when we, at different schools, bumped into each other on the block. And I'd wonder if she was now one of the girls the popular boys chased to squeeze their butts, or if she, like me, was swerved around while Chase once giggled and I pretended not to care. Mm. Wow, it's pretty powerful. Thank it's, you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. Okay, well, I have a couple of others if you'd like to hear another one. Absolutely. Okay, so this one is also from Stardust and Skin and it's called Lost. Mama said I was walking at six months and talking at nine months because I always knew I had place to go and much to say. Learn to read it too. Careened down hills on my big wheels. Waved my arms and hooted like an owl when my teachers wanted answers. Wrote poems and asked if I could recite them in front of the class. Let my hair out and flung it while I danced in front of mirrors. Told a boy that called my sister a nigger that we were black and damn proud of it. Called myself Lady C when I thought I could rap. Didn't let scrape knees and bottom bouncing falls off my skateboard. Keep me from learning how to pop a wheelie. I had a wild confidence tucked in my back pocket every day. As bigger egos with taller bodies 
stronger fists surrounded me, shouted me down, had throngs we used to call back. Fearing black eyes and torn out hair, I started slouching and mumbling, my eyes fixed on the ground. Goodness. I could visualize that. <laughs> so much movement to it. It's like, wow. Well, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I have one more that I'll share. <clears throat> okay. It was called On My Knees, and it's also from Stardust and Skin. Okay. If I must come back, please return me in the same butter soft body, adorned by the same clove brown hair that glows amber in the light, but with blue flame in my ribs. Please return me in the same butter soft body, a thirst only for water, but with blue flame in my ribs, a hunger only for food, a thirst only for water, clangorous voice ringing nipple to nipple, a hunger only for food, that those like me, clangorous voices ringing nipple to nipple, with flawed skin and self-esteem, that those like me hear how to forge an interior love in spite of it all, with flawed skin and self-esteem, adorned by the same clove brown hair that glows amber in the light, hear how to forge an interior love in spite of it all, if I must come back. Well, that, that really says a lot about acceptance, you know, let me come back and be who I am. I like that. Well, thank you. Yes. Carla, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would like to share? Not that I can think of. Um, I, I just really enjoy writing poetry. Um, I'm proud of the fact that I have five books of poetry out in the mm -hmm. universe and, um, you know, I'm really working hard to promote them. Um, I have to tell you, poetry has helped make this pandemic a little more bearable. <laughs> because yes. um, I've been able to connect with so many great people, um, like Maxima, meeting you. Um, I've done several workshops, and um, I was able to even find my publisher this way by participating in a workshop. And so, oh, wow. um, yeah, poetry has just been a wonderful outlet for me, and um, it's a passion of mine. And um, I'm looking forward to what. Um, the universe will bring my way over the next um, several years. Absolutely. Well, I, I definitely think you're on the, the more than the right track with all of the publications you have and the enthusiasm you have and the way that you allow poetry to speak to you and put it into words so that we can all be part of that. Thank you so much for coming today. And I am going to have your links in your bio for the program as well um, so that people can find those. Thank you so much for coming here today. Thank you. You did the same. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. If you would like to be on our podcast, please send an email to prolificpulse at gmail.com. Put podcast in the subject line. Uh, send me your bio, uh, links about your poetry, and I'd be glad to um, get back with you. 
Thank you and have a great day. Bye-bye. Would you like to participate in an anthology of poetry? We are putting one together called Heartbeats. Prolific Pulse Press is publishing Heartbeats, an anthology of poetry. Would you like more information? Send an email to prolificpulse at gmail.com. Put Heartbeats in the subject line and let us know if you would like information. Thank you and have a great day. Bye-bye.